want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. Thank you for joining me today on What Matters. How are you today? This is the show that challenges you to make a difference. It is the show that motivates you to make a change within yourself that will carry ripples of positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond. So for this one hour today, spend the time listening and thinking about how this information applies to you. Not to your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker, just you. You are the only person you can really change. You are the only person you are responsible for. And you are the person that can truly make a difference. You know, we're all busy. And we lead very, very busy lives. And we have so many things to pay attention to. And sometimes it helps us. It makes us feel more alive when we're so busy. And I'm a firm believer that when we're busy, we are far more efficient. But sometimes we just get caught up in the tasks, the obligations, the silly little things of our day. And it's easy to forget our goals or to lose our focus. It's easy to get overwhelmed with the information or get confused with the things around us. And we get cluttered. Our minds get cluttered. Our houses get cluttered. Our lives get cluttered with all kinds of seemingly important stuff. But when it comes right down to it, The things we forget are often the things that are most important. We take for granted the people, the interactions, the relationships that are most important to us. And we waste our energy on things that don't really matter. So let's start this morning by moving our hearts into gratitude. What are you grateful for? What is it in your life that you are so in awe that you have been blessed with. This morning in my part of the world, it is yet another gray day, and that's okay with me. Because when I walked outside this morning, even though it is a wonderful fall morning, it has that warm, about-to-rain smell, like a spring day. So even though I look around and I see the leaves falling and the beautiful colors of the leaves and the trees, and I know that it's fall, there's also that warm, humid smell that reminds me that all seasons change, and that spring will come again. So I am grateful for each season and how that transition occurs, because it reminds me about the transitions in life. What else are you grateful for this morning? Are there people or relationships in your life that you just want to say thank you for? Is there a person in your life that really made a difference for you? I'd like you to think about those people now, about 
all of the people that you hold dear and also the people that because they're in your life you made a change even if you didn't like them very much that's okay so fill your heart with gratitude this morning as we begin to talk about making changes changes that make a difference this morning our topic is about getting in your own way. And I didn't spell way in the usual manner. I spelt it W-E-I-G-H, as in wait. Because I want to talk about the things that we do within ourselves that interfere with getting to our ideal weight. Now, there's lots of food plans out there. There's lots of diet approaches. There's lots of exercise programs, and those are all a component of losing weight. Absolutely. And they're very, very important. But there's also that part of you that is inside. That's your mind, your thoughts, and what you allow yourself to focus on. So, I'd like you first to go on a little story with me. I'd like you to think about that closet that you need to clean out. Do you have one of those? It's the closet where you put all of the things that don't really have a place. Or the things you don't know what to do with. Or maybe just the things that you can't deal with right now, but you just want them put away, so you stuff it in the closet. And the closet just keeps getting fuller and fuller. And pretty soon you can't even get into the closet because you've stuffed so many things in it. And you don't even remember what's in there anymore. But the things in there must be important because, well, you didn't throw them out. And maybe it's even been a long time since you were in that closet. But you are sure that whatever is in there is really important. And one day, maybe on a rainy day, you know, a day when you can't go outside and do something fun to distract yourself, you decide it's time. Time to clean out that closet. You've decided it's time to take action and sort through all that stuff and make room in that closet. You need the space. You're tired of the clutter. And it would be so nice to have that closet for some new clothes that you want to buy. It's time to sort it all out and decide what is really important in there. So you start to pull things out. And it's amazing. Look at all these things that are just silly to keep. Broken things, outdated things, things that you have no use for or that have no use. In fact, some of the things make you laugh at yourself. What were you thinking when you put that broken toaster on the shelf? Did you really think that you would figure out how to fix it one day? And that green derby hat from a St. Patty's Day party 10 years ago? Did you really think you would wear it again? Some things are easy to let go of. As you continue to clean out the closet, you come across some sentimental things. Things that bring up fond memories and warm feelings. You decide to keep those. And then you find the sweater. It was your favorite sweater a long time ago. It felt so good to wear. 
It was warm and cozy. And just holding it, it brings back warm memories. But the sweater itself, oh my. It's frayed and worn, out of style and torn. You put it in the closet a long time ago because of the fond memories. But as a sweater, it no longer serves. And it's time to make a decision. Does it stay or does it go? Have you done that in your life? Where have you stashed the thoughts that used to be important or used to serve a purpose and now just clutter up your thinking? What are your thoughts, your beliefs, your memories, your ideas, your fears, and your resentments that you've carried around because you didn't know what to do with them or couldn't deal with them at the time, but you just wanted them put away somewhere? Have you stuffed them away? Do those old fears and resentments still serve a purpose? Really? Does this clutter weigh you down? Probably. You remember that I have probably given you definitions before of fear, false expectations appearing real, and resentment. You know, that's drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Now, does this clutter weigh you down? Oh, yeah. It has always been amazing to me how often we as human beings carry our past in front of us. That's right. We take our past and we put it in front of us and we present it to the world as evidence of why we are the way we are. We define ourselves by our story or our circumstance and not as the incredible and powerful beings that we are. We miss the connection within us to our own greatness because we are too focused on our wounds and our resentments, our fears, or just our story. And when people get hooked into their story, there's a lot of things that are held on to. We can use our story in a more positive way. We can use our story as a release or motivation to move forward. We can take our story apart, look at what really is important in the story, and take those pieces and use it as motivation for where we want to be in the future. So today, we have two key points to the emotional side of weight loss and one special technique for you to apply. So first, let's talk about the clutter and why that has anything to do with weight loss. Well, it's a message. When you hold on, whether it's things in your closet or things in your house, when you cannot let go of physical items, you're sending your body a message. Hold on. Don't let it go. Keep it here in case we need it. That's right. So when we clutter up our house, maybe that's a reflection of how we clutter up our mind. 
Really, do you need that stack of junk mail? Are you ever going to get to those magazines? Are you ever going to wear those clothes that are stuffed in the back of your closet? Hmm. But when you hold on, here's your body reflecting your words, your attitude. Here's your body following your direction. So, as we think about our physical surroundings, our environment, look around you. Are there things you could let go? Are there things that it would be easy to get rid of? That's a starting point. That's the first key, is being willing to let go. You start with the decision. That's not all it takes, though. But the decision has to come first. So I'd like you to look around your house. We're about to go into a short break. And I'd like you to see what you keep around you. Where are you sitting right now? What's around you? Perhaps you're in a comfortable place. Perhaps you're surrounded by your favorite things. That's wonderful. Is your space cluttered? Or do you keep it fairly clear? And if it's not in your space, where is your clutter? We've all got it. It's somewhere. Do you keep your clutter hidden? In drawers? In closets? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you really need that stuff? So as we go on break, I'd like you to reflect on that. And as you reflect, consider what's easy for you to let go of. So, it's about time for us to take a short break. The listener call-in number is 866-472-5788. And I'd love to hear from you this morning. Or you can reach me on email at marybethlodge at gmail.com. And I'd like to hear about your clutter and what you'd like to let go of this morning. This is Mary Beth Lodge, and you are listening to What Matters on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. 
You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Thank you. Now, do you know how powerful your thoughts are? Do you know how powerful you are? You can create physical changes in your own body by the thoughts that you hold in your mind. And I'm not talking about, you know, the, those big things. You know, I'm not talking about miracles here. I'm talking about little, little changes. You create, create physical changes in your body every moment. When you're thinking, you create a physical reaction. So try this with me. Okay, so think of your favorite meal. And I'd like you to imagine someone has prepared your most favorite foods for you and you are about to be served that luscious meal. Imagine the atmosphere of this place. Beautiful music in the background. The people that you love are about to share that meal with you. An elegant staff and a beautiful table. And you begin to smell the aroma of the food. Now, it hasn't been brought to you yet, but just the smell of the food is... Okay, stop. Notice what's happening. What's happening in your body? Is your mouth already watering? Do you have that hunger feeling in your mouth? Well, look around. Unless you are sitting in a restaurant, there probably isn't anyone cooking a meal for you right now. But your body responded to what? Your thoughts. Your imagination. Your powerful thinking. Okay, if that image didn't work for you, try this one. I'd like you to imagine that you have a big juicy lemon in your hand. And you roll that lemon between your hands. And you feel it kind of squish between your hands and you know it's juicy. And you set it down and you take a knife and you cut it in half. And you smell that wonderful, pungent odor of lemon. And you take that lemon half and you put it in your mouth and you suck that deep, sour juice into your mouth. Mm. Notice what happened now? Yep. Your mouth started to water, didn't it? Physical changes just by the way that you think. Okay, go get a drink of water before we go on. We've got to clear all of that, get that out of your mind. Your brain created an image. It causes the same reaction. 
whether the image is an actual experience or an imaginal one. And in that first scene, we demonstrated something even more important than that. The experience of anticipation is actually a stronger emotional experience than the actual action that was imagined. We'll get to emotional eating in just a minute. But understand now that the brain is designed to give us a stronger response during the anticipation phase than during the action phase. This is important to know because this is how we often lose our resolve or our focus when we're attempting to maintain a food plan. It's why some of the restrictive diets or food plans don't work for everyone. See, it's why when we restrict ourselves from a particular food, we find ourselves being fixated on having it. And it's the whole reason that deprivation is often a setup for failure. The brain links a stronger emotional response to the anticipation of the event than the actual event elicits. The more we focus on not having something, the more we can create an anticipation that is magnified far beyond the actual experience. And the brain will cause the same physical changes to occur. So you've all tried at some point or another some kind of a diet, some kind of a restrictive program. Do you remember when that happened? Do you remember that there was something that you couldn't have on that food plan? And you couldn't wait until you were off the food plan so you could get it. See, when people go on a diet, when they have a food plan, whatever, however they call it, and they don't intend to maintain it. It's not a lifestyle change, it's just a temporary thing. When people do that, they spend the time anticipating what it will be like after they're done with this diet. And so their brain, again designed for anticipation, designed to give us that strong emotional charge, continues to focus on an emotional experience of the food, not the actual food. How many times have you done that where you've deprived yourself of something and you can't stand it anymore and you finally have some and you're disappointed? It didn't taste nearly as good as you imagined it would be. Isn't that amazing that when we actually have whatever that was that we thought we missed so much, sometimes it's just not that good. And if we're truly honest about it, we didn't really enjoy it once we ate it. And when we got done, we really felt yucky. So if we know this about our brain, we can interrupt that sequence. Just like I did earlier. I did two things. I switched you from a positive emotional experience to one that maybe wasn't so hot. That sour lemon kind of thing. Yeah, it makes you salivate, but unless you really, really like lemon, it probably isn't something that you consider doing on a regular basis or think was very pleasant. And the other thing I did, did you notice at the end I said, go get a drink of water? That breaks that emotional sequence, that breaks that programming in your brain. Simple thing, get a drink of water. Very, very easy to do. And by changing our thinking about the food, or linking that food to a negative feeling rather than a positive, we can change that craving. 
Even more important, though, I want to talk about the language that we use about food. Because when we change the language about food, we also change the messages that are sent to our bodies. Have you heard somebody say this? Oh yeah, I just look at food, it goes right to my hips. Well, I hate to break it to you, but your body's listening every time you speak. Your body's listening every time you think, so you don't even have to say it out loud. If you think those words, and we do think in words, your body hears it. Your body responds. See, your mind is directing your body all the time. And so if you make statements that are negative about your body, your body responds to that. If you have an expectation that you gain weight easily, your body will respond to that. If you send yourself the message that your metabolism burns off fuel easily, your body will respond to that. Now you have to be consistent in those messages and you have to be consistent in the belief of that. But when you switch your language to positive statements, your body begins to respond. You know, there are some truths to physiological changes as we age. I'm not disputing that. But what I am disputing is that we expect those things to occur and then use them to justify where we are. So if I begin to gain weight after menopause, well, it is a fact that our metabolism changes after menopause. That's a given. But that doesn't mean that I have to be obese. But if I use that as justification for why I'm eating more and doing less, I've taken that fact, given my body a message that is inaccurate. But my body will respond to what I tell it. So let me go back to the clutter. If we have a tendency to collect and hold on to old injuries, you know, wounds, events, regrets, wrongdoings, or fears, the message to the body might be, hold on. Hold on to the things that weigh us down, hold us back, and keep us stuck. Letting go. It sounds so easy, doesn't it? <laughs> and really, it is. It takes effort to hold on. Think about it. it. It is much harder to make a fist than to open one's hand. And really, when you breathe, doesn't it take more effort to inhale than to exhale? Some things are easy to let go of. The things that no longer fit are outdated or just don't serve a purpose anymore. So did you look around your house? What would be the things that are easy for you to let go of? I wonder if you can do the same thing in your mind. What would be the things that are easy for you to let go of? Are there thoughts that you could let go of? I bet there are. And then there's our story. Yep, our story. 
that way that we define ourselves. So what's in your story that you could let go of? It's just like the language that you use for yourself. What could you say differently about yourself? Do you know that the single factor, the single difference between fat people and thin people is that thin people expect to exercise every day. They expect to exercise like you expect to brush your teeth every day. It's just a part of who they are. And they might skip a day here or there. But for the most part, they expect to exercise. They expect to be active and to move, to move their bodies in an active and energetic way. So if we tell ourselves that it's an expectation, that it's a given, that it's not negotiable to exercise, then our bodies will want exercise. Our bodies do crave movement. We are designed for movement. We're designed for activity. And we don't do well when we don't have activity or exercise. We don't do well with sitting. The body is not designed for that. So again, look around your house. How can you be more active? How can you get into action? It's not just about the decision. The decision doesn't get you anywhere. It's just the first step. So where can you take action? So what's the tool? The tool is practicing letting go. See, when we sort through our story, it's the identity that we resist letting go of. And the longer we've held it, repeated it to ourselves and anyone else who would listen, the more connected we become to it. And yet, isn't that story like the old sweater? Whatever we have attached to the story is no longer about the story, but the feelings, either positive or negative, that we connect to the story. And because we're human, and because we do have imaginations, we change our story all the time. We fill in the blanks. We add fantasies. Our story actually holds very few facts. And we've been talking about clutter this morning. It's the embellishment to the story that is the clutter, like all of the trash in that closet. When we really sort it out, there is very little left that's worth holding on to. So, when we come back, we'll talk about how to practice letting go. We'll talk about how it is that we can let go. It's time for us to take a short break. Again, I'd love to hear from you. The listener call-in number is 866-472-5788. And this is Mary Beth Lodge. You're listening to What Matters on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. guests are being featured this week read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts 
Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Thank you for joining me. And I heard from Carol um, by email today. And she's enjoying the show and looking around at all the clutter in her house. And I'm talking about letting go of that clutter. Letting go in the physical world and then in your thinking. And Carol specifically asked me to go over the uh, definition of resentment again. So I'm going to put it in right here. Letting go. Do you make judgments about other people? Let that go. It's none of your business. What they do and what they choose is their right. It might not be what you would choose for them. And a lot of times that's why we make judgments. Because we want the best for the people around us. And when they're not doing what we think is best for them, we make a judgment about that. But you know, really, it's none of our business. We have the right to make choices for ourselves. And it's important that we honor that other people have the right to make choices for themselves, even when those choices come out badly. Do you worry about what others may think of you? Let it go. It's also none of your business. Other people's thinking is private. And so even if they are thinking about you, and generally they're not, but even if they have some thought about you, it's private. It's none of your business. The only thing that you're in charge of is your thinking. Now that you should spend your energy on. But not in a way that is self-critical or self-doubting. Get in touch with who you are. Get in touch with your power and spend your energy in a positive way, in positive thinking. Not in criticizing yourself or demeaning yourself. Or even doubting yourself. Let that go. It's getting in the way of your progress. And resentment 
Well, resentment is an old anger that you didn't take care of at the time. And you've continued to carry it and hold on to it. And the definition that I give of resentment is resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. See, I guarantee that when you're holding a grudge, when you're hanging on to a resentment, A, the other person has no idea, and B, they're sleeping at night, are you? (laughs) Well, if you're living over that resentment, if you keep going over that and over that and over that in your mind, you're wasting a lot of your energy, and you're poisoning yourself, because you're keeping an anger fueled when it no longer serves you. Anger is a very positive emotion. It's a normal human emotion. And it has a very important place in a healthy emotional environment. See, anger is a warning signal for us. Anger is like a red flag. It tells us that something is wrong. And that something might be that we're in a threatening situation, that anger might be telling us that someone has crossed a a line, that they've crossed a boundary, and it might be a cue for us that we need to set a better limit or a clearer boundary so that we're not taken advantage of, so that we are representing our own needs. So anger has a place. But when we avoid being direct with our anger, when we avoid taking ownership of our anger and setting that limit or establishing that boundary, well, then we're the ones that are responsible. We're the ones saying, well, walk all over me. If we then hold on to that anger within ourselves, it's going to come out in two ways. It comes out as depression when we turn it on ourselves and don't let ourselves know that we're angry and express that. Or it comes out as resentment, which is like an, a, a low-burning flame that's always there and comes out in our language, our sarcasm, our cutting remarks, and our resentments. And what that really serves to do is it pushes people away. Because people don't like to be around somebody who's angry and resentful. So, coming back to the clutter. Resentment is one form of clutter that we have control over. One form of what we can do to clean up our thinking. So practice letting go of anything that no longer serves you in a helpful way. You have to ask yourself if that thing, that thought, serves you. And if so, does it serve you in a helpful way? When I'm coaching people, I usually ask, how does that help you? See, that's different than what is that doing for you. Because sometimes a resentment is fuel. Keeps me going. 
I have a colleague who recognized a very important awareness about herself. She carries a great deal of energy, and she is a warrior to the nth degree. She's an incredible woman. Um, and, you know, if I ever need an advocate, boy, I want her on my side. But she suddenly realized that her energy was kind of slipping and she wasn't sure why. And the awareness came to her that if she wasn't in opposition, if she wasn't fighting, she didn't have as much energy. And that is that warrior spirit about her. And I think that's important to recognize. How does this help you? Staying conscious of your thinking, that's the part that's hard because we have so many thoughts that we just let go on automatic pilot. So you have to, at first, consciously choose to be aware of your thinking and consciously choose to let go of anything that doesn't serve you. And as always... You can change your emotional state. Do you remember? We do this every week. You switch to gratitude. What are you grateful for? If you resent someone for something they did to you years and years and years ago, what would happen if you forced yourself, and yes, it will be, you know, picking yourself up by the collar and dragging yourself into this, but what would happen if you allowed yourself to be grateful for them because they're offering you a lesson? They're giving you an opportunity to learn how to let go. And without them, you wouldn't have had that chance. You can change your emotional state. So let's talk about the second key to getting out of your own way, which is emotional eating. Now, if someone says to me, I'm I'm an emotional eater, I usually have to bite my tongue because what's going to come out of my mouth is it is nothing of the sort. It's not the emotions that trigger the eating. It's the lack of awareness of emotions and the lack of tolerance for those emotions that triggers the eating. You see, someone who says they're an emotional eater really has very poor awareness of how they're feeling. And they have even poor tolerance for the experience of that feeling. And it doesn't matter whether the feeling is positive or negative. People who call themselves emotional eaters will say that sometimes they eat because they're celebrating, because they're happy. And I wonder what would happen if you find yourself doing that. I wonder what would happen if you let yourself be aware of the emotion. See, when someone eats instead of experiencing how they're feeling, not only are they out of touch with that experience, but they're blocking the feeling or the experience of the feeling. They're, they're attempting to prevent the experience of emotion. And they're distracting themselves with the food so that they prevent an awareness of the emotions. Well... I want to suggest to you that all feelings are fleeting. They come and go. Feelings change. And we can change them. It's not the feeling, 
but the desire to avoid the feeling that puts some people into a state of eating. And underneath that, it's the lack of fulfillment or the lack of satisfaction that leads to an attempt to fill oneself with something else. Food, sugar, drugs or alcohol, gambling, sex. Those are all attempts to fill what feels like an emptiness or to distract from what is anticipated as painful. Now, don't misunderstand me. There is absolutely a physiological component to every addiction, and I am not suggesting that that doesn't exist. But when someone announces to me in my office that they are an emotional eater, I know that they are really telling me that they have a poor awareness of their feelings and an even poorer tolerance for the discomfort of emotions. So let me ask you this. Can you tolerate the discomfort of an emotion today to get where you want to be tomorrow and next week and next year? And how do you do that? Well, let me give you a tool. First is observation. What is this experience? What am I feeling? Where is it coming from? I find that a lot of times, for me, it's boredom. You know, just that. It's boredom. I'm bored and I want something. Something. Anything. When I stop and say, am I hungry? The answer is no. What am I? I'm bored. So if I'm bored, it's mine to take care of. And I don't need to use food to satisfy that. I need something else. Activity? Action? Something. That's mine to own. That's mine to take care of. So, when I allow myself to observe the feeling, where it's coming from, whether it's from this day or from some event in the past, when I allow myself to recognize if it's fact or fantasy that I've placed on the event, then I'm in charge again. Then I'm the one that can say, do I want to eat or... Do I have something else to take care of? And once again, can I let it go? There we are, back to letting go. Now we're about to take a short break. And again, I'd love to hear from you. Listener call-in number is 866-472-5788. This is Mary Beth Lodge, and you are listening to What Matters on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. 
You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Thank you for joining me. And on the break, I had an email message from Jan. And she's enjoying the show. She's liking what I'm saying. And she is relating her own experience in hypnosis for weight loss. Because in that hypnosis session, she was helped to think of food as nutrition and not to let her emotions get in the way. And because of that, she's been successful in her weight loss. And I want to just congratulate you, Jan, for that success and for learning how to, um, how to eat for nutrition and not out of emotional need. And for demonstrating that you can let go. Now, in a minute, I'm going to come back to what Jan just said. But I want to continue on that issue of emotional eating. See, I want you to be aware that when you observe that emotion in your body, you can listen to what that message is. You can be aware of what's happening. See, if it's fear, again, look around. Are you really in danger? Or is that something out of your past? Is that something from a place that is not now? If it's anger, do you need to set a limit or establish a boundary? And if it's boredom, what are you responsible for there? Are you spending your time in fulfilling ways? You know, sometimes... I catch people as I coach them who are eating sweets because they've denied themselves the experience of taking in the sweetness in life, enjoying those sweet moments. You know, those are those soft times in relationships with your child, your spouse, your significant other. Those sweet moments for me, I have lots of cats around. They give me lots of sweet moments. And that is the experience of that sweetness that we can allow ourselves rather than substituting it with foods that really crash our bodies. So what would happen if we were to simply observe those feelings when you're tempted to eat? Especially when you check inside and realize you're not really hungry. You just want something. Well, stop. Wake up. Become consciously aware of what's happening inside of you. Make it a conscious choice to eat or not eat. 
and back to letting go. When you become aware of what you are doing, you have a choice to keep on doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Remember, that's the definition of insanity. Or to let go and move forward into that slender, energetic, and powerful being that you truly are. Now, in this process, some people hire a coach to help them move along in this process. Why a coach? Well, because a coach can help to hold up a mirror for you, to help you become aware of the thoughts that hold you back and weigh you down. And a coach helps you to look at your environment and make changes that support your success. And a coach helps you overcome your own thinking and release those sabotaging thoughts that have held you back in the past. A coach can help you get clear on your goals and overcome the obstacles along the way. And a coach helps you form new habits that ensure your success. Weight loss isn't an easy thing, and it's not an automatic thing. Weight loss doesn't happen on autopilot. Taking the steps that you need to create your healthy, slender, and fit body takes energy, focus, and consistency. So when you hire a coach, you're putting someone in your corner to cheer you on, to poke and prod you out of your inertia, and to remind you of your goals, and to help you stay motivated during the challenging times. The holidays are fast approaching. Have you noticed? The season of sugar highs is about to begin. So what if this year you had someone on your side whose only job was to help you stay on track for your goal for a healthy, slender body? Would that be worth it to you? Okay, I'll admit, it's a plug. Go to my website, ask for more information. I'll call you and we'll talk about what would fit you best so you can achieve that goal. Today, we talked about two keys in letting go of weighing yourself down. Two keys to get you out of your own way. The first was letting go, and the second was deeper awareness. And you have the tool to use for both of these. Practice letting go. Back to the clutter. Clean out the clutter in your house and in your mind. And allow yourself a deeper awareness of the feelings so that it is a conscious choice to let go. A conscious choice to be in gratitude and awe of how deeply powerful you truly are. See, back to that story. When you finally decide to let go of that old sweater and take the action to throw it out because it no longer serves you, then the door opens for new adventures. In your closet, you've got more space. And when you buy that new, beautiful sweater that fits you just right and makes you feel so good, now you've got the room in your closet. You have the room within yourself for joy. You can move more freely and you can appreciate your powerful self. So how will you take this information and do something with it? What are you going to do that allows you to let go? What action will you take today, this week? What's the information that you have obtained here today that is meaningful to you? And how can you put it into action? That's the only way it counts. You've got to put it into action. That's the only way that it will work for you. 
So, thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. And by simply taking the time today to listen and participate in this show, you have demonstrated that you are worth your own time. So take that one step further and start to clean up the clutter in your life. I'm going to wish you a great week. Make it a great day. You deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.